Welcome to the Life Course Podcast from the ESRC International Centre for Life Course Studies at UCL. In today's episode, A Lifetime of Obesity, Dr. Snehal Pinto Pereira talks about her research looking at how the obesity epidemic is influencing healthy ageing. So it is widely recognised that obesity is related to a host of adverse health outcomes such as cardiovascular diseases, diabetes, some cancers and musculoskeletal disorders. And obesity has been increasing in prevalence across all age groups over the last few decades. And actually, it's a worldwide phenomenon. So, for example, according to the World Health Organization, the worldwide prevalence of obesity has actually tripled between 1975 and 2016. And this trend is particularly concerning among children who are then most likely to grow up to become adults who are obese. And what that means then is that people are going to be obese for longer periods of their lives than they've ever been before. So we really do need to understand how being obese for these long periods of life is related to subsequent health. And what was it about obesity that you were particularly interested in for your research? So we were interested in understanding the development of obesity over a lifetime. Because for example, people don't just wake up one day obese, they gain excess weight over time. And this gain in weight can be slow and steady, or it could be rapid over a relatively short period of life. And we wanted to understand how these different types of weight gain trajectories are related to health. And that is really important because it can help elucidate whether they're particularly sensitive periods of life when excess weight gain is especially detrimental. Because if that's the case, then it can inform on the need for age-sensitive interventions and policies. What did you want to look at in your study particularly and why? So we wanted to examine how obesity from childhood onwards was related to physical functioning. Now when I say physical functioning, what I mean is the ability to carry out the physical tasks of daily living, such as carrying groceries and climbing stairs. Because alongside the obesity epidemic, one of the other major challenges that we face is the ageing of the global population. And in this context, maintaining physical functioning is important because it allows individuals to remain independent for longer. And that has benefits not just for themselves, but also their families and society. And conversely, poor physical functioning in mid-adulthood is associated with a higher risk of premature mortality. So we thought it was important then to understand associations between excess body weight and physical functioning. Now to date you've got two pieces of research on this published. Uh, Let's look at the first paper first and that looks at obesity across the lifespan from childhood right through to mid-adulthood. I wonder if you can explain how it's um, linked then with our ability to function less well physically what you know so what did you do exactly so in the first piece of work that we did on this we had three aims looking at how lifetime body mass index which i'm going to refer to as bmi and obesity were related to poor functioning at 50. So first we examined whether BMI and obesity at specific ages from childhood to adulthood was associated with poor physical functioning. Then second we examined whether gains in BMI during specific periods of life were particularly detrimental with respect to poor functioning in midlife. And finally, we were interested in understanding whether there was a link between duration of obesity, so how long one was obese, and poor physical functioning. And where did you get your information from? And and what was it that was in that data that you were able to use that made it possible for you to work in this way and look at these questions? So we used data from an amazing resource. We used data from the 1958 British Birth Cohort, which is a cohort of all born during a single week in March 1958. And these cohort members have been followed up throughout their lives. 
lives. And so we were able to examine information collected on weight and height at various ages from childhood all the way up to 50. Now at 50, about 8,000 cohort members answered questions on their ability to perform the physical tasks of daily living. And from that information, we were able to identify a group that we classified as having poor physical functioning. Just to give you an idea of those that we classified as having poor physical functioning, 58% of them reported that they were limited a lot kneeling, bending or stooping and 44% said that they were limited a lot in carrying groceries. And because this cohort actually has an amazing wealth of information that's been collected, we were able to account for other factors that may explain any of the observed associations. So for example, we were able to account for things like social class in childhood and adulthood, whether the cohort member was breastfed or they had a physical impairment in childhood, and also the cohort member's physical activity levels, educational attainment, and smoking status in adulthood. A fabulous resource indeed to, to, to look at the sorts of things that you wanted to. That's quite amazing. So first, when you looked at people who were obese at any point after becoming uh, an adult, how much more likely were they to be classified, as you said, as having that poor physical functioning than their counterparts who were not obese? Okay, yes. So we found that at any adult age, the risk of poor physical functioning was highest for individuals who are obese compared to individuals who are for healthy BMI. So for example, for females, obesity at any adult age was associated with an approximate doubling in the risk of poor functioning at 50. So just to give you some numbers on this, we found that compared to the average woman at 23, an eight kilogram higher weight was associated with a 32% higher risk of poor physical functioning at 50. And what about obesity in childhood? How was this uh, associated with the subsequent poor physical functioning later on in life? Our findings relating to childhood are important in showing that those with earlier onsets of obesity had the highest BMI at 50. So for example, those that became obese in childhood and remained obese had a higher BMI in midlife than those who became obese for the first time in young adulthood. And in relation to how this played out with respect to physical functioning, we found that an earlier age of obesity onset was associated with an increasing risk of poor physical functioning. So on average, the greater the length of time across life one was obese, the greater the risk of poor physical functioning. And actually, what we found was that this relationship was explained by the fact that those who were obese the longest had the highest BMI at 50. Right. So in a follow-up paper, then, you tried to get a better handle on the role of being physically inactive in all of this, which is really important. Um, explain what you were trying to tease out there and why. So the literature has actually identified several approaches to increase physical activity. And physical activity and obesity are actually interrelated, with individuals who are obese tending to be more inactive than individuals who are non-obese. And so what we wanted to do was try and shed light on the question, would the risk of poor physical functioning decrease if there was an intervention that resulted in individuals who are obese having similar activity levels as non-obese individuals? And this is actually fundamentally a question about changing physical activity behaviors in individuals who are obese. And it's important to ask because understanding the benefits of reducing inactivity among those who are obese in order to promote healthy aging may be useful with respect to health policy resource allocation decisions. Indeed. And you use two birth cohorts in this uh, bit of research. Um, tell us a bit more about the data that you used and how it helped uh, you know, address this whole 
this whole issue of whether physical inactivity does have a role to play. So yes, we did use two birth cohorts in this work. Um, the first is the 1958 British birth cohort, which we have already talked about. And the other is the National Survey for Health and Development, which is also known as the 1946 birth cohort. And just like the 58 cohort, this 1946 cohort has followed a group of individuals who were born in a particular week in March 1946 throughout their lives. And together, these are the two oldest British birth cohorts, and they both have a lifetime's worth of rich, prospectively collected data. And a unique feature of these two cohorts is that they have repeat and comparable measures of obesity and inactivity over decades of adult life. By examining our research questions in both these cohorts, it's really very powerful because we were able to standardize our research aims and analytical approaches. And in doing so, then, we were able to assess where the findings remain the same across generations. And what were the key things to emerge from the two cohorts? And were the stories the same in, in both of them? The stories that emerged were entirely consistent across the two cohorts. And we were able to identify two important things. So the first thing that we saw was that obesity from the mid-30s was associated with subsequent poor physical functioning. And just like in the previous paper that we have already discussed, we found in the two cohorts more detrimental associations for a longer duration of obesity. The second thing that we found was that our analysis suggested that the effect of obesity on poor physical functioning that operated via inactivity was actually small. And this is despite the fact that inactivity prevalence was consistently higher among individuals who were obese versus non-obese at all ages in both cohorts. Now the research is part of wider efforts by you and colleagues to really get to grips with the, and, and indeed others, policymakers, health professionals, to really get to grips with the obesity epidemic that, that we're facing, not just in the UK but elsewhere around the world. And as you said, it's long-term consequences for our health later in life. What do you feel you've learned so far and how can it help us all you know, who are extremely anxious about this problem to, to, to tackle it going forward? I think that our findings are actually really important in the context of the current obesity trends that you've just talked about because these trends indicate that higher proportions of younger generations will be obese from at least as early as mid-adulthood because our work is actually now suggesting that much of the future adult population will be at risk of poor physical functioning even before reaching older ages and avoiding inactivity it could reduce some of the impact of obesity on later physical functioning, but much of its effect is actually likely to remain. And so taking our two papers together, I think that our work is emphasizing that it's really vital for interventions to avert obesity, to start at young ages and continue throughout life. And importantly, I think government policies are required to reverse the obesogenic environment in which we live. And these kind of policies that I'm thinking about could be, for example, things like legislative incentives to food manufacturers to reduce the sugar and fat content in foods and drinks, um, restrictions on advertising such items, and also incentivizing the sale and affordability of healthier food alternatives. Thanks for listening to the Life Course podcast, which is presented and produced by Chris Carrington. Birth weight, lifetime obesity and physical functioning in mid-adulthood, a nationwide birth cohort study, and adult obesity and midlife physical functioning, investigating the mediating role of physical inactivity, a research published in the International Journal of Epidemiology, led by Snehal, Pinto Pereira and Nina Rogers. You can find out more about their research at www.gtr.ukri.com dot org.